sit around and wait for the phone to ring Waiting for someone to tell you everything Sit around and wonder what tomorrow will bring Maybe a diamond ring Well, it's all right Even if they say you're wrong Somewhere down the road when somebody plays At the end of the line Purple haze Well, it's all right Even when push comes to shove Well, it's all right If you got someone to love Well, it's all right Everything will work out fine Well, it's I'm just glad to be here, happy to feel that And it don't matter if you're by my side I'm satisfied Well, it's alright Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the real side of wrestling. I am your host, the main event referee, the original deathmatch referee, John Gray. I'm joined uh, tonight here in just a few minutes by the man behind ARW, Gary Emmett. And we're going to get uh, to talking all about his uh, deathmatch tournament coming up. And I'm super excited that Indy uh, Wrestling is getting some deathmatch uh, back in the area. But before we get into that, uh, for those of you that follow me and um, have kept up with me, and uh, a lot of you have, a lot of you came up to me at the last one's left, the Game Changer Wrestling Show in uh, Summit, Illinois. Uh, a lot of messages, a lot of well wishes. I want to tell everybody that, that, that tunes into the show each week. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, losing both of my parents in a span of 24 days was um, extremely difficult for me. Uh, it has not been an easy uh, month of April. Um, for those of you that do know, I lost my father on April 6th while I was attending the collective in uh, New Jersey. 
and um, I lost my mother on April 30th, just after midnight. My mom was a very special lady, and while my dad allowed me to um, kind of live this dream of professional wrestling and, and, and instilled that love of professional wrestling into me, um, my mom played a very pivotal part uh, in the charis in the charisma that I carry uh, and in the character that you all see me um, portray not just uh, not just in the ring but but in real life a lot of times as well I, I like to be that zany type character and I owe that to my mother um, she was a very classy lady she loved to have a good time she loved a good beer uh, but most importantly she loved her family my home and my heart will never be the same knowing that I will not have the opportunity to call these two people anymore. The one thing that I do carry with me that keeps me going each and every day other than the family that I'm raising on my own today is the fact that I know that my parents are watching my every move. I know that they will have the best seats in the house every single time I am in a professional wrestling environment. Not just then, but every time I step foot out of my house, every time I wake up, I know months will be with me. As we continue through the next uh, few months towards these deathmatch tournaments, especially uh, the, the big deathmatch tournaments that I will be a part of, each and every one of them will be dedicated to the memory of my parents uh, because without them I would have never been able to follow my dream. Um, had it not been for my dad I'd have never seen a show at the Louisville Gardens. Had it not been for my mom I would have never become as charismatic and able to do what I do. Um, I am forever indebted to both of those people. I thank each and every one of you all that listen to the show every week for allowing me to get this off my chest. I'm blessed that I was able to do this without breaking down again. <clears throat> again, I want to thank everybody that has reached out to me, to my wife, to my family, to my brothers, my sisters, um, come up to me at shows, uh, message, text, comments. I've, I've read them all. I'm unable to respond to them all. But thank you all very, very much. You have um, <laughs> you've shown my parents why I love this industry so much. Um, because it really is a family. So from the bottom of my heart, from my family to you, I say thank you. Mom, Dad, tonight's show is for you. Thank you for everything that you did for me. Now let's get into some deathmatch talk, because I think some bloodletting would be good. Gary Emmett, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Anytime, brother, man. I really appreciate you having, having me in, especially on a, a special occasion like this. Uh, I, I appreciate you taking time, and thank you for allowing me to address uh, the things uh, that are going on in my personal world. Um, just, uh, it's kind of what it is. Let's uh, let, let's kind of get right into things, and I'm sure you've talked about this on other podcasts, but as I told you off the air, um, I don't care 
Um, we're going to talk about them on my podcast because my podcast is the only one that matters. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm going to have a bunch of I'm going to have a bunch of podcasters message. What do you mean you're in? Okay. All right. So, anyways, um, you you started AWR, and I called it ARW earlier. I do apologize about that. Uh, Asylum Wrestling Revolution. Um, you started this company up um, just recently. Am I correct in that? And, and you're not very old in your tenure. Uh, nah, brother man. Uh, to get it out, we've actually April twenty eighth. I do believe was the exact date uh, of last year. I've actually just passed my one year. A rookie year of being in the business, um, and, and we started last year, had a show, uh, Requiem, did it at the Turner Brent building, had a, another uh, show, um, I think it was Halloween Hell, Holiday Hell, mm-hmm. I know I'm, uh, my fans are going to kick me in the ass for not knowing the title of my own name, uh, show, but, you know, then, then we moved into our last show, which was Merciful Faith. You know, and now we're working on our fourth show, which actually, so far, thanks to the fans, has become our biggest show. So, put in perspective for me, um, you know, I've, I've been a, a follower of uh, wrestling in Indianapolis for quite some time. You've got a, a, quite a few companies up there, uh, one in particular, um, WCWO, uh, as well as um, formerly up there would be uh, Insanity Pro Wrestling and, you know, Insanity Pro there for a long time was kind of the 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 uh, the stigma, the stick, if you would, the uh, the bar of Indianapolis wrestling with WCWO kind of doing what they did on a weekly basis. How are you setting yourself apart from you know obviously the bar that Insanity Pro set many years ago, um, and and still you know allowing people to to have a good choice of, of where to spend their entertainment dollar. I mean, me, myself, personally, I don't want nobody to bypass and look at us as AWR is just going to run up. We're going to take everybody over, come to our shows. Uh, I, I actually support every promotion here in Indiana. You know, I've been, a couple of fans have said, hey, man, I didn't know you were the head of AWR. And I'm sitting in the WCWO arena watching FOD or WCWO. You know, so I support every indiana company i hope they go the furthest because me personally as a wrestling fan wrestling going good for one company here will open a lot of eyes for the rest of us so if one company does good we all do good uh me myself uh, our, our part is different you know i don't want to chase after anybody's past or anybody the old companies what they did here we're, we're trying to say something different. we're trying to bring every style of wrestling to indiana you know, I emphasize the word wrestling. You know, there is entertainment in it, but we, we love showing the best of every style, and that's how Deathmatch Wrestling, I shocked a lot of fans when out of the woodwork we brought a Deathmatch tournament out. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, that, that I was going to throw that out there as well. You know, there have, to my knowledge, there hasn't been a Deathmatch tournament or a Deathmatch, per se, uh, in Indianapolis in quite some time. Uh, am I correct in that? Uh, there was, uh, I will say, the tournament, the last tournament, I'm, I haven't, I've been told by, you know, Smart Marks that it was 12 years ago. I've been told it was 15 years ago. I know that uh, Stephen uh, Corporal Robinson almost broke cake right there. Um, I know he, he won the last Deathmatch Championship here, and it was 12 years ago. I, now, was that, was that for IWA Mid-South, or was that a different company? I do believe it was IWA. Like I said, I know we got, you know, the 
a type of uh, wrestling encyclopedia with us. So I'm yeah, my my was that was that, uh, was that the, the 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 one king that was held in Indy? What was that? Two thousand seven IWA King to Death. He went over Freak Show in the finals. It was a second King to Death match win. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you I, go. I, knew, I knew it was either a tournament or a championship, just overall, and I knew it was Corporal Robinson. Now I will say, shout out to FOD. They did do a death match with Del Patrick's versus Levi. We actually had an event before that where we had uh, three way scheduled. Well, we had a venue issue, and you know we had to move our the the event Merciful Fate a month away. So they they got in there and they got their death match in. They broke the twelve year streak of no death matches here in Indianapolis. So I salute you know Del Patrick's salute uh, you know uh, Levi. Levi, if you guys, anybody listening, do not know who I'm talking about when it comes to uh, uh, Levi. That guy is a monster. Um, check him out. Google him. Facebook him. He, he is a beast. Uh, and then I've always been a deathmatch fan, a huge deathmatch fan, and I always felt that was one thing that was missing. So me personally, I had it brewing in my brain. I just wanted to see if I knew. If the names I wanted was the same names that the fans you know, I grew up um, in Louisville, so obviously, you know, in the late 90s, death matches kind of kind of ran over uh, that area. Um, previous to that, the, the craziest thing I've seen, I think, was a concession stand brawl between, like, the Moondogs and uh, I, I can't remember if it was Jerry Lawler or Bill Dundee, but it was at the Garden. But, you know, I've always been, a, I've always been attracted to the more ultra-violent side of things and, and um, not that not that I don't love a good, you know, Chris Hero, CM Punk, you know, uh, Iron Man match because I think everybody loves a little, a little, um, a little salt and pepper in their in their food. But um, for me, for my money, when you bring death matches around, especially when they're more of a anomaly than the norm. Um, I, I think that that adds a little bit more, a little bit more um, importance to it. Um, so kudos to you for for putting this thing together. I'm I'm excited. I wish I could be there for it. Um, it's that's in Thank you, Mister Encyclopedia. This guy, Jesus Christ, and it was at the Louisville Gardens, if I'm not mistaken. I know they did one in Memphis that year, but I'm pretty sure they did one at the Gardens. Um, no, and, and you know what? Mike, to be honest, I, I know that this was way before that. Um, this was this had to be like in the '80s when they were still selling the place out. Um, <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't the late '90s watered down version of the. Uh, the the of original the, uh, was Larry Latham, who would wrestle, would go on to be Moondog Spot, and Wayne mm-hmm. Ferris would go on to be the Honky Tonk Man. They mm-hmm. wrestled Lawler and Dundee. That was in 1981. That was the original Tupelo Concession Stand Brawl. Right, but there there was another one that they did. The uh, fabulous ones say, and the Moon Dogs did a series of them in Louisville. What's that? Um, I want to say it was around like eighty six or eighty seven that they did this at the Garden. It, it, it was it was many many years ago. And it may not even fabulous ones and the Moon Dogs because they yeah, did it a may not even of, been, It may have been, but I do remember Lawler was involved. I do remember that. There's um, a lot of Dan Brawls. Yeah, Onita yeah. and. Massafuchi were in one with Lawler and Dundee. You say Onita did one at the Louisville Gardens? Uh, yeah, Louisville, Memphis, in the uh, early 80s when he was uh, in, because he was in Tennessee for about a year with Massafuchi. 
And uh, okay. he did one with Lawler and Dundee, and a lot of his ideas for FMW stemmed from his time in Memphis. Look, I used to think I was a wrestling encyclopedia. Mike, I'm about to fire you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't do this for that. Jesus. Um, okay. But so, anyways, kudos to you for bringing deathmatch wrestling, especially a deathmatch tournament, back to the Indianapolis area. And I'm I'm so thrilled that you know it, it's um it's sold out. Um, now, is this going to be like a yearly thing for you, or are you gonna um or, or are you gonna kind of do it uh quarterly? What are your plans for deathmatch wrestling in the area? Uh, deathmatch wrestling period. This is pretty much, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I've been getting that question a lot, and this pretty much might help answer it for everybody else when they hear it. You know, when they look at us and they expect you know us to be the every year tournament of death or the every year carnage cup or the this is our way to debut deathmatch wrestling in AWR. What that means is you know it might be every show. You know we'll have deathmatch wrestling. This is the debut of the division. And it's also to, you know, give the Indiana fans, Midwest fans, something that was missing this year. You know, at first I was just doing it to debut my division because I planned on having death matches with division in AW. Like our next, we have two more tournaments that are going to be heading up uh, just to show the divisions that we're bringing in to try to show the best of the best. Um, now, so Deathmatch Wrestling is going to stick around for AWR. Uh, it might be every event, it might not. If it don't fall for it, there's one thing I learned with Deathmatch. And, and that was when I was a fan, it was fun. It was the, the blood, guts, all that. It got watered down real bad. It, it, I feel like it has to mean something. I don't want to just have a Deathmatch just to show people getting smacked with light tools. Uh, I really want to, and I've said it countless times, I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but it's the truth. I want to showcase the word wrestling, not a deathmatch wrestling. Okay, fair enough. You know, and it's funny you bring that up, because one of the things I bring up on a lot of my shows, and, and I think I drive Mike crazy with this with this deal, is, you know, sports entertainment, pro wrestling. You know, which, which are you, and with you promoting deathmatches, you know, where does that fall in the spectrum of sports entertainment and professional wrestling or is it in its you know or is it really a category of its own um what what is your opinion as far as deathmatch wrestling goes and and where it fits in the mold of wwe-esque sports entertainment and uh ring of honor-esque pro wrestling I mean, I'd have to go with, uh, and it's what a lot of people have said about us, and, and say it's its own, it's a hybrid. It's it, there, there's a mixture of both, if it's done right. I mean, and you've got the death matches, and I, I'm not gonna poke names and you know shoot at people because if I really got heat, I'll just come out and say. It. But uh, you know, the same <laughs> be, yeah, please the don't. Same I, I can get my own heat. I don't need your help. Yeah, <laughs> Be like, you know, we're not a death match with dildos and just Legos and stuff like that. You can tell that sports entertainment. That's that's really all well, that is. And well, you know, now, now to, to be fair, good. to be fair, the the best. Well, no, okay, I'm 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 gonna shoot on him because I fucking hate him right now. I hate him more than any other person. Christian Scott. I do I have gotten more color pricking my finger on the end of those little fucking pins they put 
in your dress shirt when you buy them brand new. You know, you know the little pins I'm talking about. Okay. I've gotten more color on my on my fucking thumb from the little pins and that fat fucking piece of shit garbage goddamn wrestler got in the whole fucking match of King of Death that year. His Lego death match. He's fucking fat fucking piece of shit. I hope he dies. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, see, I mean, so in the middle of that, I feel like it, it really depends on what, what match you're saying. Because I've seen death matches that could be straight sports entertainment. But I've also seen some death matches that will have you on the edge of your seat for a good 20 minutes and you're wondering what's going to happen. So, I mean, it's really yeah. that's, what, that's what we're trying to do ourselves. We're not trying to be the hokey pokey death matches that everybody's just like, oh, okay, here's just a different way for people to cut each other up. Uh, that's the reason why you have G Raver versus Cole Ratchet. It is because those two right there take any weapon out of the ring. Just put them in the, uh, in the square circle by themselves. You won't question a death match. You'll know that right there will be a pure wrestling match between them two. So, I mean, it's, it's either or. Uh, as a fan, I've been a fan of the sports entertainment death match, and I've also been a fan of the wrestling death match. So, I mean,. I can go back to Terry Funk and all of them and how I got the Iron Man death match, uh, you know, because that's pretty much where death matches started. But then you got the hokey pokey kitchen, you know, kitchen nightmare match, which that's a gimmick match. That's everybody knows. So I can see where you can make both sides and you can win over both fans if done right. And that's what we're really trying to do. No, that, that's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let, let's kind of get into the card a little bit here real quick, uh, and then we'll kind of circle back around and, and discuss some more um, overall um, deathmatch stuff. But um, let's start with the tag match, okay? And, and you'll have to kind of explain to me how, how this is going to work, because I'm, I'm looking at the rundown here. There's, there's seven matches, which is a tag match. So so how, how does filter into the overall all design of this tournament. Uh, the design is we uh, we. Did we lose him? Where'd he go? Uh, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. We can edit that out. We can edit that out. Just just answer like like I just asked the question. Okay. Uh, that... And there he goes again. Still there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to call me every time I'm trying to talk to you. Oh, um, wow, that's hilarious. Okay. Okay. Well, like we, we can we can edit all that out. Just uh just okay. again, start start from the beginning. Go ahead. Okay, now we're trying to do something unique with that. Uh, a lot of people were asking us, you know, if this was gonna be a whole bunch of three ways, a whole bunch of four ways, just to get it out in the time of the week. Uh me personally, you know, I wanted something unique and, and you know, it, the match is a shit ton of glass match. Everybody can guess what that is. Uh, you know, that's just the hooligans versus the rejects. There's going to be glass playing the windows. There's going to be light tubes. Anything that has glass. What the thing about that match is it's uh, tag team elimination. People ask, you know, normally there's more than one tag team in an elimination match. This is actually once the rejects and the hooligans face off. Say, by a chance, rejects beat the hooligans. Then Bentley Reed and Murdoch will turn around and they will have to finish fighting each other to see who moves on to the next round. If it's the hooligans and, and both the Gable brothers end up beating the, the rejects, 
they will turn around right then and there at bell ring and fight each other. And whoever wins that match will move on to the second round. You know, as, as many times as I have seen John and Reed tear each other up, and, and I love those guys to death, I, <laughs> I, the, the, the fan in me wants to see uh, uh, Devin and Mason win this match because I'd love to see those two Going at it in fisticuffs, I, I can only imagine how two brothers would really go at it. I, that, that would just be phenomenal to me. But that, that's the fan in me. Um, <laughs> that, my two cents. That, that to me is my. Um, let, let's talk about match number two real quick because I have said this next young man, I have gone on record uh, to say that if he sticks it out and, and, and starts to branch out and do more deathmatch wrestling, he could very well be. While he will be the first Cole Radrick, he could very well also be the next J.C. Bailey. And um, that is just, uh, uh, to me, just an, an amazing thing to be able to say about a person. Cole Radrick has the, has the ability to go out and be um, that entertainer and, and, and that, that five-star wrestler and, it, and it's just amazing to see how he has grown in the in the few years that i have known him uh and to see him getting in there with g-raver in this first round boys of bullshit death match i'm i'm, I'm excited for him um, i'm excited for g-raver because i know g-raver is going to have his hands full uh but most importantly uh, I, i'm looking forward to seeing cole kind of break out of this mode of just being um, you know, a, a, a good hand on a show and, and showing somebody that he really is that that hybrid uh, wrestler, that, that star that, that I have said that I've seen in him for, for so long now. Yeah, see, uh, Cole Frederick, he, he really surprised me. Uh, you know, as I said, I haven't been around that much longer, so I was always looking for names. And, you know, everybody told me about the IFHY. You know, from my understanding, the first show I went to, that was just Camp and Woman. And then I happened to go to another FOD event, and I saw the whole group. And I happened to get my eyes on Cole Roger. That boy's a beast. Uh, I mean, I really, there's a reason. There's a couple guys, you know, no names, but that wanted in here. And when I seen him and I knew who I had open, there ain't nobody else I would have wanted to put with G-Ray for that first round. Because I honestly... Me personally, as you said earlier, use the same terminology. The fan of me, I actually see Cole Roger versus G Raper as a, 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 a maybe even a whole tournament still, but at least a, a one round uh, match mm -hmm. of the night. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, I know G Raper is capable of. Uh, in, in, a, in a deathmatch setting and in, in just a general professional wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you prefer to call it, uh, setting. And I've seen Cole Radrick get down and dirty in some deathmatches. Um, uh, and, and I said back then, holy shit, this, this bitch got it. Um, <laughs> the first time I've seen him do a deathmatch. And, and I think I may have even repped it, if I'm not mistaken, his first ever deathmatch. Uh, but, but I was just shocked and, and um, very impressed by what I saw. Um, and, and I couldn't be happy for him. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him break out at this tournament. Um, I think I think him and Del Patrick in a round two matchup would just be fucking money. <laughs> that's just me. That that's me. But anyways, all right, let's move on. 
Um, match number three in the first round, we got Chuck Stein and Neil Diamond Cutter in a barbed wire hell death match. Now, people say barbed wire hell. Let's describe this a little bit for him, Gary, because, you know, are you are you wrapping the entire ring in barbed wire? Are you just giving them a bunch of boards and, and barbed wire gimmicks? Explain to me, barbed wire hell, death match, what is it? Uh, barbed wire hell, pretty much, we, went, we was going to go with the ropes, you know, but we decided to stay away from it due to the point that we still want wrestling involved. You know, we don't want just the overall gimmick and then just bouncing off barbed wire smack. We pretty much are going to wrap barbed wire on anything besides the ring knocking in hell. If uh, Chuck Steen or Neil Cutter want to wrap their whole body in barbed wire, I, hey, I got the schools. I will definitely help them. Um, it was pretty much, you know, we know what both these men can do. So anything I can find or the fans, because the whole event is the fan springs weapons. So anything you can get barbed wire on, we're going to slap barbed wire around and we're going to slide it in that ring and see what they can do. Okay, well, with that being said, real quick, I want to throw this out there then. Any of you fans that bring glass, tempered glass, and if you don't know what tempered glass is, there's this wonderful fucking invention that, that's out. Uh, it, it comes on every handheld device, and I know you all have one because you're probably listening to me talk to you on one right now. So pick that thing up. Google tempered glass, it will tell you what it is, okay? If you bring something that is not tempered glass and it doesn't get used, do not get mad at Gary. Do not get mad at the boys because at the end of the day, you're the moron, okay? Tempered glass. Don't bring a, a piece of glass that's out of the coffee table that's four inches thick. It's not going to get used. It's probably just going to get thrown away. And, and, and if I was Gary, I would tell him to tell you to go fuck yourself and not even let you in the show. Because uh, you obviously have no care for the safety of the people that are fixing to entertain you. Tempered fucking glass. Get it. That's 100%. Definitely that and research the light tubes. Research everything you think about. Oh, yes, T12. Do not bring T8. Yes. Uh, I was I'll just going to that knowledge too because I had a lot of bring me people bring me the TH. Well, and, and you know, here here's the thing: people ask why, what, what what is wrong with the TH. It's not that there's necessarily anything wrong with them. It's just a preference. The, the, the TH number one, they they do not shatter upon impact such as the T12s do. Uh, so there, there's a lot bigger shards that are just going around. And again, you know, while while we understand that we're putting our bodies on the line and that people are going to get cut, people are going to etc. We want to try to minimalize, minimize rather, minimalize. I think I just made up a word, minimalize. Uh, we want to try to minimize the the uh, damage that's been done. We don't, we don't necessarily want to kill people. So that that name deathmatch is not necessarily indicative of what we're trying to do. It is, at the end of the day, a show. Uh, so so let's keep that in mind. Uh, that that is the main reason for the pH because when when they break, they 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 tend to shard as opposed to shatter. Uh, which is very, very dangerous, not not just for the people uh, wrestling, but for the referees, for the fans, for anybody in the vicinity of where that thing flies off. So there you go. Definitely. Sneak in there one more time, Let one more thing to the fans know. And, and I'm, I have a lot of people that have asked me this, and luckily people know what they're getting into. If you have first row, row, uh, row seats and you do not know what you're getting in yourself into, 
You might want to think about moving back to the second row. Um, because this show will involve flying glass. This show will have boards flying everywhere. If you see uh, words of a good announcer that I've seen, um, Jordan Rose, if you see the action coming your way, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. Just get move, uh, get out of the way. It's crazy. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> I couldn't imagine a first-time Deathmatch fan buying a first-row seat. I just... Uh, uh, I, hey, I have I, a few. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe. Um, maybe. <laughs> I, I have a few that messaged me and asked me if they should bring uh, plastic, if they should bring uh, masks for the uh, um, smoke that comes from the uh, light bulbs. Uh, hey, if that's what you want to do, bring it. But I'm letting you know what's happening, you know, so you can't be mad at Mr. AWR, Gary, or my partner, and be like, oh, well, this got on us, well, sorry, you bought a ticket to a death match, that's what it I can, I can only imagine how long, how, how much I have shortened my lifespan by all the fluorescent light dust I have breathed in. in <laughs> yeah, we, we all enjoy that sacrifice together, love and death match. <laughs> and, uh, and I kid you, I mean, I'm not trying to plug, and, 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 and Mike, please don't don't cut my show off right here, but <laughs> Carnage Cup 10. I think it was Carnage Cup 10. It was in such a little bitty-ass building. And um, I remember at the end of the night, all the way back in the locker room, which was in, you know, there, there was a wall that separated the locker room from the, you know, from the main building or whatever. But even all the way back in the locker room, the dust was so thick, you could have, I mean, it damn near couldn't see in front of your face. Uh, it, was, it was just crazy just how, how much light dust was was just in this confined space um so yeah i'm surprised nobody has died from inhaling that shit probably i'm sure there's a study somewhere of the i'm sure there's a study somewhere of the effects of um of 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 fluorescent dust in your lungs so i had to get mike on that one <laughs> Please don't. Oh, Lord. I can only imagine. All right. Next matchup is uh, the Kitchen Nightmare Death Match. And I couldn't think of two more fitting people to be in my kitchen than Amaz Amazing Maria or Peter B. Beautiful. Either way, we're going to have an awesome bitch in the second round. So, no, <laughs> I, I love both these people. Peter has, uh, has, has put on some wonderful, wonderful death matches throughout his career. Amazing Maria is an amazing woman. Um, Wish nothing but the best for her. Uh, this is going to be a great match. I'm, I, I imagine that, that they may even use a kitchen sink. Uh, I'll, t I'll tell you, that's uh, another thing that the fans have. Uh, a lot of them have their eyes closed on these. Uh, really, you know, everybody knows Peter B from his past. But seeing him mix it up with, like, Nick Gage recently. Uh, and seeing what amazing Maria doing right now them two and, and they both have something to prove you got the prince of death match and you got the uh homosexual queen of hardcore so i mean it really you know i had a lot of women hit me up wanting to be in it, and maria was the only one that i feel personally no shot to anyone else out there but at the moment that's who i thought deserved it because she needs to be put on the top of the map like she wrestled because she's, mm -hmm. she's based. I mean, I was worried about her fighting me when I first talked to her. So, 
So, uh, <laughs> she will fight anybody. Yes, and she will fight. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, an amazing yeah. hand. I mean, all around. I mean, it's just just amazing to have on any any show. And you know what what's what's funny, and and I'll share this story. She'll probably kill me. When when Real Side Media first started, um, Maria took a lot of pictures for us at shows uh, because that was you know how she got you know into the business was you know she started out uh, as a photographer, and um, you know she she has just become an amazing amazing star, and I promise you, she is somebody you're going to see at, at the very least in NXT very very soon, and I would not be surprised to see her. You know, headline a Raw or SmackDown at some point. You know, in the next five or so years. I mean, she deserves it. I mean, it, no matter where she lands, the impact the WWE ring of honor. You know, anywhere she lands. Hopefully, she just stays over here at AWR for a while. But uh, anywhere she lands, she deserves to be the top. And that's why you know, seeing her work and knowing her as a fan, I honestly felt like you know she deserved. Gary, I don't know if you're looking at your phone, yeah, but Mike literally. This why you don't question Mike on any knowledge. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. We're gonna read this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out here. Wait a minute. You, you inhaled mercury vapor and phosphor dust. The machines that use, that are used for proper crushing of. Fluorescent tubes spray them with water as they crush them to keep the dust down. Breaking them up manually is not a recommended practice. You shouldn't suffer any adverse effects from this exposure, but don't do it on a regular basis. So I guess I'm fucked. (laughs) Everybody on this, uh, on my card, has done that on a regular basis. Oh, that's, wow, you're you're. I love you, dude. You you are amazing. Yeah, and, and you know, that's that why I got this. Yeah, yeah. Fucking a. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't I stop laughing. Oh Lord. All right. Moving on. Here, Aiden Blackheart, Slack, last man standing death match. Now, <clears throat> here's what's interesting about this, okay, to me. Um, and, and I love sharing the story with, with referees today, and I, I still do this um, uh, uh, during death matches. You'll, you'll see me, uh, if one competitor is down and one competitor is not, you'll see me administer a 10 count. Um, and the reason for that is because there are knockouts in death match wrestling. And, and a lot of people do not remember, don't realize that. Um, and, and I tell you who taught me that lesson was an amazing deathmatch worker by the name of Masada. Um, <clears throat> he, um, he, he realized at a, at, a, at a tournament that we were both on that I was not doing that. And he pulled me aside and said, John, you know, this is why you know, he gave me the breakdown. And, and from that night forward, you know, I, I made sure to make that a, a general part of uh, a, a, a death match. Now, the difference between uh, a double down and just one person down is is, is a death match <clears throat> by rule cannot end on a double knockout. 
Okay. Am I am, am I incorrect in that? I don't believe I am, but I've never I, seen a little Yeah, I was gonna raise my hands, Mike. We know Mike. Mike that, 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 I'm sorry, I should I should have specified, Mike. That was a question for you. Um, and and I'm the I'm the referee here, so I'm I'm almost certain. Um, that, that I, generally, can I have seen a non-contest once or twice when a few guys couldn't continue? But generally, it's a rule. It's not a. It's not a call finish. But there've been a few times where they've non-contested it. You know, the kayfabe, so they can continue the feud down the road. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's not a common. Well, it's not a common thing. Okay. Nonetheless, uh, first round, last man standing match. And for those of you that don't know the rules of the last man standing match, the match will continue until one competitor cannot answer the count of a ten. Um, so uh, there will be a pinfall and then the 10 count. And if the competitor cannot stand back up before the count of 10, uh, the match will end. Now, a lot of people ask me this question, and it's interesting because um, I get different uh, opinions on why this is. Uh, so, Mike, I want you to chime in one more time. Why do you think there's a pinfall before the knockout? I guess I lost it. Mike. I'm here. No, no, I was just, I mute when I'm not talking, so it just takes okay. me a second. I was just finishing your, downloading your episode, so. Yes, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, what was the question again? Shoot it at me one more time. Uh, okay, during during a last man standing match, why is there a pinfall before the 10 count? I don't know. It's a strange, why is there a pinfall before the 3 count, you mean? No, 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 no. There, there, There's a pinfall before the 10 count in a last man standing match. You, you've never seen that? Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. I know what you're talking about. It's very bizarre. <laughs> exactly. I've, kind of... I've, I've heard varying opinions on that, and 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 I've I don't really have one. I don't know. And it's not always that way. I've seen some last man thing standing. <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't with the pinfall, but I just don't know exactly what you're saying, like on yeah. WWE and stuff and mainstream. So, it so really for is. the sake of this tournament, for the sake of this tournament, Gary, will will will, will there be a knockout? Uh, or, or a pinfall before the 10 count to, to, to claim a knockout, or, or is it every time they're down, you're just going to count the 10? Uh, it's, I will say ours is going to be the uh, 10 count. I mean, it's the, my understanding from my wrestling knowledge that's a technical uh, death match is a 10 count than a 10, uh, a 10 count. You know, we wanted with the two names that are involved, I think that's going to be hard to do anyway just with the 10 count because both these men. Don't want to quit. So, you know what? I, I think you're right. I think I was confusing the uh, the, the Texas Death Match. Yeah. That's what I was smoking dope on my show. Kids, don't <laughs> smoke weed. Don't smoke weed <laughs> like on a podcast. You, you're, you'll, you'll start to confuse matches. I, I, I smoke it on every podcast. Uh, it makes it go easier. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So you, you got it wrong, too. Yeah. You, you got it wrong, too. So I'm not going to yeah, feel so see? bad. And, was, you're, and you're not a historian. What's that? Yeah, well, I was doing three things at once. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, Lord have mercy. Okay, all right. So, so we got the last man standing death match. I think that's going to be amazing. Slack, A, Black Car, um, two of the hardest hitting hard, uh, death match workers on the scene. Um, I honestly think it would have been a cool uh, addition to put Dan. Uh, Dan O'Hare as a third person in that in that match, uh, just just in a referee stance because I, I just think it would be amazing. But um, <laughs> there, there's kind of an inside joke to that as well. But 
nonetheless. Schlack, Aiden Blackheart, it, it's going to be a, a knockdown drag out, a slobber knocker, if you will. Um, before we go further in this, because the um, the way this tournament is set up and the diversity in these matches and these matchups um, are are so well put together, you know. And how did you how did you decide, you know, an Aiden Blackheart and a Slack and and uh, you know especially Cole Radrick and G Raver, you know, those two uh, match up so well on paper uh, as it is, but to, but to actually see it. Uh, you know, what, what kind of gave the idea, you know, uh, uh, for, for some of these matches? Uh, I mean, me personally, uh, you know, to, to, uh, that, that was my trying to figure out who would give the fans the best match. And then also what I haven't seen, you know, because before I started putting matches together, I had my people. You know, I knew who was going to be there. I went and spent a whole two days searching these names together to see what I brought up. I want something unique. Uh, people haven't seen a Cole Radger versus a G Raider. Probably might not never see it again. You know, I hope they do. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I slack person Aiden Blackheart. I know Aiden, <laughs> Mr. Blacka itself. You know, there's personally no one else I think would go toe-to-toe with him in the first round in the last game standing death match besides Aiden. Not questioning anybody else in the card. I just... Those two were like two mirror of a men. You know, both of them are, have that don't stop mentality. They will keep going until one of them aren't walking no more. I'm hoping they don't do that. But, you know, I just, I felt like these names, especially like a Neil Cutter and Chuck Team, both of those names are slept on in my opinion. A lot of people do not give those two men the respect that they deserve for what they've done in the death. So, me putting both yeah. together, both of them help open my eyes to both their names. I think Aiden's a pussy, but that's no, I'm just kidding. I love Aiden. <laughs> he paid me, me, um, me a little bit of flock to talk good about him. So, yeah. Aiden, I'm going to need yeah. that next time I see you. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the match number seven before we get to match number six. There's a reason why. So let, let's see over six and go to the seventh match. The first round. It just says first round death match. What the hell? First round death match. Mike, damn it! You said this to me. What does that mean? It just says first round death match. Dale Patrick versus Isaiah. What, what that's all. That, that's all that was on it when I sent it. That, that is the battle, battle of Dragons. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember seeing that. Okay, yes. Yes, and, and to give a little backstory, um, so for those of you all that do not know, me and Isaiah both graduated from the inaugural class of the Rage Dojo. Me and Isaiah were the American Kickboxers' original first two students. Um, from there, yeah, Patrick's, I believe, was originally trained by Billy Rock uh, and then finished his training under Drake Younger at the Dragon's Den <coughs> with Josh Klein. So uh, that that's kind of the story. And for those of y'all that don't know, Drake Younger was also trained by the American Kickboxer. So, uh, 
that that's that's the meaning behind that match. Am I correct in all of that? Uh, yes, and also there's a little bit more to that. I mean, you look at it as Isaiah and Apollo Star are known as the Nubian Dragons. Um, you have the Naptown Dragons. And then you also have now the Young Dragons. So it pretty much was putting two of the dragons together to see who actually is the best dragon in Indiana, in Indiana and in Midwest. I mean, because all these guys go more places than just the Midwest. So, you know, it's pretty much just showing, and then plus the Rage Dojo. You know, this match was presented by the Rage Dojo just because of the fact that Isaiah and Del Patrick had such a history with, as you said, their training together uh, and the training that they both received. So, I mean, there ain't no better way to put it than the Battle of the Dragons. That's why a lot of people have been asking me to match. Uh, uh, you know, really, I have a gimmick for it. It's going to be a four corners weapons match. It's just going to be corners on the four wep- uh, uh, weapons on four corners. But it's mainly them two. This is a match that uh, is going to speak for itself. Uh, the history these two men have for each other, the love these have uh, each other, will tell once they get in that ring together. Uh, I look forward to it. Uh, I can't wait to get a hold of this video uh, stream, whatever it's available on. I'm going to find it and I, I'm going to watch it. Uh, that brings us back to match number six, and I skipped over this match because this particular person and me share a very, very long history, almost as long as the one me and Hathaya share. Uh, but Corporal Robinson versus Alex Herzog. Me and Corp, uh, of course, you know, go back to 1997. When I first started hanging around the IWA in the South, when I first met my uh, wife, um, of, uh, uh, you know, way back when um, <clears throat> the old IWA uh, building, the Kmart building there on Dixie Highway. So when I found out that this was going to be his, not just his last uh, uh, last death match, uh, but his last or last death match tournament, but he was ending his his career here. Um, I was like, whoa, this is, this is kind of, you know, kind of big. So, um, I, this match holds a very special place for me, uh, just because it could possibly be, uh, Corporal Robinson's very last match, uh, uh, ever. Uh, so, uh, it's going to be a thumbtacks, light tubes, and cheese grater death match. That should be fun. Jesus, um, tell me, tell me a little bit about Alex Herzog, and 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 you know, I, I know all about Corp. Don't know a whole lot about Alex, but he's I, he's definitely going to have his hands full with with, with Corporal Robinson. Well, I, I will have to come in there and say now, you know, there was one thing I salute, uh, you know, that this is uh, Corporal's last death match tournament. I didn't know that, and uh, actually, me, Mike, we uh, we actually just had him on in a. Uh, uh, on a, uh, another podcast, and, and he told us he had one or two left. So, you know, as I knew it, the, the only reason why, you know, mine wasn't the last is because mine fell first before the other one. Well, I guess the other one, you know, whatever reason, whatever it is, didn't happen, and wasn't going to happen then. He decided to let me know this morning that I will be his last, last match. But a part of that, it, it will not be his last match. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. No, no, you're fine. 
the part of that they got, and I've had someone else say that, so that's why I wanted to, to explain it a little bit. Because once again, if you explain it to your podcast, hopefully it'll get around so people don't actually think this was his last match. But he did let it be known his last match will be in AAW Park. Um, I, I, to be honest, I'm lucky. Uh, me and Corp got to sit down, and I guess our relationship kicked off so, so amazing that he gave me the sign. So he, he, he told me that this was going to happen. So I didn't, hey man, I know you're on your final tour. What are we going to do? Can I be your last one? He came to me once. He actually said himself, he wants to be in the back after the first day. Me and him has very big plans. Uh, so I slew him. Now Alex Herzog, he's a monster. He's a monster in his own. Actually, real quickly, I hate to cut you off, but I stand corrected. I'm I'm very familiar with who Alex Herzog is. I was again, don't smoke dope while you're doing a podcast, John. I think Mark. I have been in the ring with Alex on a number of occasions throughout his career, um, throughout IWA South and a few other um, uh, organizations uh, here and there. So uh, I'm very familiar with who Alex is, and and you could not have picked a better opponent for Corporal Robinson. Holy shit, that is going to be a slugfest. Yeah, a lot of people questioned it. They were like, you know, we didn't know. Uh, Alex supposedly told people that he was done with death matches. And you know, I, I was gave his name. So when we approached him, we let him know, you know, who he's going down for. A lot of people seen the pro, uh, promo. He, he's telling us he's going to make Corporal uh, Robinson call him General Daddy. So I guess we're going to have to see May 19th. Who's going to be the top dog after that one? It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. So, so let's talk a little bit about round two real fast. Well, there's the seven first round matches, and of course, you know the first match is the tag match that will go down to the winners of that match. Uh, you know, so that leaves uh, six first round winners, other than the seven people total in the in the second round. So how's this how's this line up? Now, this, this is where I've got a lot of I got a lot of people shooting at me. I got a lot of people angry, but I've also got a lot of true fans understanding. I'm not letting those details go. They want to see what happens in the second round, buy a ticket. We're not live streaming this event. So if you really want to know what happens in the second round, either A, going to have to see it there live, or B, one of your friends are going to have to message you, oh my God, this is happening. Or C, you're going to have to wait for that DVD to come. Uh, I missed, and Corporal Robinson agreed with me on this, and it's pretty much where I got it from. There's no more secrets left in wrestling, no more, no more surprises. We're saving that for the surprise. You want to see what the second match, uh, second round has until? Come to the venue May 19th, Cinderella Hall. And you know, around 1.30 when we open the doors, come watch the first round. We'll see who's going to make it to the second one. See those amazing matches I have on that second round. You're going to see the god-awful third round match final that I have set up. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't think. I don't think I like you anymore, Gary Emmett. And that, when you call me to come work for you, I'm going to charge you three times as much. Hellfire! I'm just... <laughs> I might pay it. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sad that our our schedules been lined up because best believe I would have had to yeah, had you right in the middle of that one, and you'd already had that insider information. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that, damn, I'm disappointed. Okay, well, that's okay. So so we're not going to know what the second and third rounds are, but for the sake of this show, we're going to do a little fantasy booking on my behalf, okay? So <clears throat> my pick for the second round is uh, I'll go with... Um, fuck, I don't know how you put this together. Um, yeah. All right. I wish Mike was here. He he disappeared on me. He'll take care of something. He'll be back. Here. All right. So for take an argument, let's say uh, I'm going to go with Mason Cutter. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cole Radrick with major upset over G Raver. I'm going to go with uh, Chuck Stein, Amazing Maria, Schlack, Corporal Robinson. And Del Patrick. Those are those are all my picks to go into the second round. <clears throat> Out of those, um, I say you're going to do uh, for the sake of argument. We'll we'll have a three-way elimination and a two-way or a four-way elimination. Uh, for the three-way, I'll say uh, Maria Stein and. Mason Cutter with um, Maria coming out the victor finals. Uh, what's how's that for a dark horse pick to the finals? Amazing Maria. Right? All right, so that leaves me with um, Radrick uh, Schlack. Corp and Del Patrick's. I'll go with um, just to make things super duper interesting. I'll go with Schlack against Amazing Maria with Amazing Maria with the win. <laughs> just because I think it would be. I think it would be super. I needed you a couple months ago, man. We go, we go. Definitely had to stay in touch. You made that seem a lot easier, girl. But I've been no, following with. No, no. <laughs> look, I, I, I in no way know how to do any booking. I, I'm not a story writer. I'm, I'm, I, I, I've intentionally stayed away from all things booking uh, in my career. Now, now, if you need a, if you need a good ref or you need a good gorilla guy, I've, I've got you. I got you. I got you. Well, man, let, I, let me tell you, you did a pretty damn good job on booking that tournament. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As a fan, that's a, that's a good tournament. I, I think I think uh, Schlack and Amazing Maria would do some crazy shit, and I think uh, that could be Maria's super duper breakout moment. To you know, look, I am fucking here. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people, like you said earlier, sleep on her. Uh, and I think a a huge win over uh, a Corporal Robinson and Adele Patrick's uh, to move on, and then you know to beat Slack in the finals would would just catapult her uh, career to to heights just unparalleled. So, uh, but you know, on the flip side of that, um, don't don't sleep on Corp. If this is his last death match tournament, he's gonna go all out. He he could pull it out. So we'll we'll just we'll just see. Um, so yeah, yeah. Mike, are you back with us yet? Just curious. I have been. Uh, I've been did you back. say yeah? Okay. 
Okay, well, well, just, just, just for, just for shifts and giggles. If you were booking this tournament, how would you book round two and the finals? Uh, okay, hold on one second. You done got that boy sitting straight up now. He getting that booking hat on now. <laughs> I put him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, give me one second. Let me pull it up here. <laughs> You say moped? <laughs> Harley Davidson's in this house. No mopeds. No, no he said notepad. Yeah, notepad. I thought he said moped. Things you write on, Mike. Not. Hey, I wondered why I had a moped. <laughs> and don't make fun of mopeds. I had a moped once. <laughs> I think everybody should have a moped. They're fun to ride. You just don't want your friends to see on them. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me one second here. I'll start with the first round, and then I'll uh, go from there. Now, bear in mind that he hasn't told us what the second and third rounds are. So, so my my booking was based off of a four way and a three way. So, I'm interested to see how you would do it. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. So, okay, tag team matchup. Uh, I'm gonna go with the rejects. Gonna win that. Um, it's gonna be a crazy okay. match. But, but who wins the ultimate match? Between I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I'm I'm working my oh. way through it. I'm working my sorry. way. Through it. Sorry, sorry. You got it like you just know what you thought there. I'm sorry. I apologize. My bad. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Reed the win because uh, John is is generally the bigger of the two names, and uh, it's in Indianapolis, and these guys have feuded for years. So I'll pick Reed. Uh, Cole and Raver is gonna be amazing. Cole's gonna make a name for this match, but I'm still gonna go at Raver. Um. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Chuck Steen in, in NDC. Uh, I think Steen is going to have a good showing, too. First time on a horror slam, but I'm still going to go with Neil. Um, Peter B. and Maria. Maria is going to fucking kill Peter. You're that <laughs> Peter, you fucker, you. <laughs> he, knows that, he knows I'm kind of sort of joking. I still think she's going to fucking kill him, but I love Peter. So. Slack and Aiden is going to be a war. I'm going to go with Slack. Uh, Corp over Alex. And then Dale over Isaiah. So then round two. Let's see. Seven matches there. So we're not going to have 18 matches in a tournament. So we're going to have to do some kind of multiple matches like you said, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, well, at least me, what? Let's see. Actually, I'm, I almost went with two singles and, and, a, and a three way. And then, and then a three way for the finals. I almost did that, but, but I changed my mind. I like that idea. That's, that's manageable, too. That gives you 11 matches, which is about right. Will there be any other matches on this, or just the death matches, Gary? Uh, at, at the moment, uh, announced that is the tournament. Now, okay. Non so, so I'm going to go with... You know, we've had some ideas. But... I'm going to do two singles and a three-way. I like that idea. So I'm going to say Reed versus Slack. Never seen that. Uh, Slack goes over Reed. Uh, I think Raver and NDC would be absolutely fucking nuts. Uh, they have similar styles. Um, Neil's been doing this for a long time. People forget that. A lot of people think he's new. But he was in, you know, King of the Death matches 2010 and 11. Uh, you know, he had a ridiculous match with J.C. Bailey. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Raver, though. Uh, then that leaves us with Maria, Corp, and Dale. 
which which is going to be a real close family type match with Dale and Corp, and obviously Maria is good friends with them. But I'm going to take Corp. Um, you know, it's his going away tournament. Um, that's going to make our final slack and Raver and Corp, which I think is is uh, you know Corp's been doing it for 20 years. Raver's been around since 2010, and then you got Slack who's come on in the last couple of years. So that gives you a really good. Uh, past, present, and, and future of deathmatch wrestling. Um, for the win, uh, I'm going to say Raver's going to get eliminated. Um, uh, I, my thinking behind that is he just went over corporate another promotion, so I like to weigh everything in. I, I, I think uh, I think Corp, you know, fights to the end, but I think Slack goes over Corp, and uh, but Corp was great in doing it. That's that's how I would book it. What's that? Yeah, I lost. my creative meeting. Hey, hey, do me, do me a favor, Gary. Um, uh, pick the mic up, pick the mic up, and put it closer to your mouth because we can't hear you. Hear me now? How about now, brother? Yeah, that's better. There we go. Yeah, I said I might have to add two more chairs to my creative meeting office. <laughs> I'm always free. I'm telling you, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not a booker. That's not uh, what we'll, I do. We'll lie to I'm you. No tell you we're just smoking one, man, and you'll you know, you know, lie. Yeah. Okay. Don't look. I'll be out there like motherfucking Vince Russo running the goddamn NWO. <laughs> I got room for the NWO. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, fuck. oh, wait a minute. Uh, I said that was Eric Bischoff, wasn't it? Bish, B- yeah, Bischoff ran in the, the NWO, not, not, not Russo. What did Russo do in WCW? <laughs> kill it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't kill something that was already dead. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. He sped it up. It. <laughs> buried it while it was still breathing. He was you know, just like the creative that. control bullshit. Remember? He he Eric talked Kevin. about it. He talked about it. I watched his shoot video on YouTube the other day, and and he is so full of fuck. Like I, I it's it to me, it's just unbelievable that he believes the stuff that comes out of his own mouth. Like it it, I just I don't, I just don't. Um, uh, but whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, 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 whatever. That that is what it is. Uh real quickly, uh check out Deathmatch Cult because if I don't plug them, my producer will not do my show, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me shout them out. Deathmatch Cult, I love you guys, man. Uh, you guys have really uh the members there, they have really pushed AWR. I mean you've made other yeah. workers mad that you guys Check them out on face. Check them out on Facebook, and make sure to check out uh, our other podcast, uh, Bucky Hens. Uh, I, I always feel like I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Bucky Hens Road Stories. Uh, you can find that as well as. Um, Breaking up a little bit. Yeah, I lost you on that last one too. Uh, uh, so that number? Let me redo it all. <laughs> Holy fuck. There, God, that's better. Recorded. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, 
I did the death match code. Oh yeah, check out Bucky. Is it uh, check out Bucky Hens Road Stories? Is that it? Did I say Road Diaries. Road Diaries. See, I oh, God damn it. Check out Bucky Hens. He's a hell of a guy. Uh, the hell of a podcast. Uh, you can find that, and uh, producer Mike will tell you how to find that and other um, all all the uh, death match cult uh, podcasts here in the family. Yeah, you can go to the Wrestling Cult Network. Um, we've got the flagship, the Deathmatch uh, Radio News, which we've been doing for a while now. Uh, you got the Deathmatch Cult Presents interviews. You got Off Topic with Max and Mike. Uh, obviously, the John Gray Show. You got the Tales from Swanson and Rittner, where me and Jeremy from I Got Your Five Stars uh, shoot, uh, basically retell ECW history. You got a new series called The Great Debate. Uh, John Gray's on our first episode. Our second episode has Shaheem from the Hot Tag Network. Our third episode is going to have Alice Cologne, Derek from Unsanctioned Pro, and uh, Sean Patrick O'Brien. At some point, we'll get John back on again. We'll have to invite Gary on sometime, too. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we basically uh, answer 15 to 20 old school wrestling questions, debate back and forth. It's a fun time. So we'll get you on a future episode. I'll make sure to holler out to you. So, you know, we have some other shows too, but we're always doing new stuff. And we're going to be uh, re-airing some classic John Gray interviews. I started getting into the archive today, and I listened to the absolutely amazing Billy Jack Haynes interview. Uh, the part with you and the fans in the beginning where you couldn't control him was just amazing. I could, I could almost see poor John trying to – it just took a life of its own. And, oh, Lord. And you know what, what made that – Back then, you know, what made the show so amazing to do was that we did it live, and I had no fucking idea what I was doing. So it, it just it just made for, for amazing radio, amazing, amazing uh, fun times. And, you know, I, I cherish the blog talk radio days. I, 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 I don't dislike uh, doing pre-recorded uh, podcasts, I, I I just prefer to do live ones, but I'm not going to pay anybody to do that. So, well, down down the so, down the road, we might be able to do something live on Anchor or on Facebook. Even just give me a give me a month to figure some things out because uh, yeah, we've done a live one on Facebook before for me and Stephen for Deathmatch Radio News. So we might be able yeah, to work out something. I, I, I don't want people to look at my face. I'm ugly. Man. They, they say enough of me when they pay to watch oh, GCW. Oh, no, no, no. It's all back. audio. It's all audio. You'd be live audio. Nobody oh, knows. even... Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't want people to have to look at my ugly face. Me yeah, either. I, I'm, I, I wear a mask. I don't fucking do... <laughs> I don't like my face anywhere. I don't have pictures on Facebook. The, the family gets one a year. That's the Christmas picture. I don't take any more. Yeah. Oh, like Ten no. years and no pictures of me. Except maybe a mugshot. But... <laughs> Oh, oh my word! Okay, all right. So let 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 let's talk a little bit more about just generalized uh, professional wrestling with Gary. I cut him completely out of our discussion. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, brother. I mean, after all, he is our guest, you know. Uh, so yeah, let, let's get back into some generalized generalized stuff. So. You know, where do you draw some of your inspiration from for, for you know, the shows that you put together? Not not just Deathmatch shows in general, but, you know, just just the shows that you put on before. Uh, booking as a whole, uh, I mean, I don't really, I don't like to try to say I, I guard myself after someone or I try to be like somebody because, to be honest, I don't know none of those guys. You know, I, I came into business. Everybody looking at me like I was a stranger. 
There was a rumor going around on my first show that I was a drug dealer turned into a booker. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it really is just me personally. That, that's I, the best kind of booker. I was going to say, that's I an mean, easy one stop. That's, honestly, that's why I just laughed at it. I mean, it might be because you see me, well, uh, you know, designer belts, designer jewelry and all that. I'm just a guy that came from nothing that I have a little something now, so I like to show it. Um, but I got mine from being a fan. Exactly what you you guys just did, and I said it last, a little bit last uh, uh, podcast I was on, Mike. I started off on booking games like EWR, TEW, um, Promotion Wars, uh, games like that. And I always loved wrestling, but I always loved the business of wrestling. I loved actually trying, you know, I always got told how hard it was to write TV and how hard it was to write events. I wanted to. I thought I could always build a storyline with wrestler A and wrestler B and and make them go this way and then something happens here and always that's the part of wrestling that really got me was the business side of it. I'm a business guy as it is and I love wrestling. So I, I'd like to say I'm unique. I'd like to say I'm Gary Emmett. I'm, you know, creative uh, of AWR. You know, I really don't face to try to compare myself. I've got a lot of knowledge from, from a few guys. You know, shout out uh, Sick Nick Mondo, a.k.a. Mac, uh, Matt Burns. Shout out uh, Madman Pondo, uh, Drew Skills, Apollo Star, um, a lot, Don Lynchman. A lot of these guys, I can tell you, are very open enough to, if I have a question, I just message them. I, I call them. And they've all been very open enough to give me their opinion. If they didn't right. like my idea, they would straight up tell me, hey, your idea is tough, bro. I wouldn't do that. I mean, Mike, I think I've asked Mike a couple questions just because mm-hmm. he's a wrestling fan himself. So that's what really I tend to. I want to bring wrestling back to the fans. I don't want to say, hey, I got Bob down the street. He's wrestling forever. I want mm-hmm. him my champion because we've known each other. No. So what matters is these fans. And I feel like that's a lot that's missing. You know, they say you can't have wrestling, you can't have fans in that side of the wrestling. I think you can, you know, without breaking the kayfabe and letting them know what's going on. But I want to know who my fans want to see because if I bring in the guys that they want to see, I'm going to sell my show out instead of bringing well, in random guys that nobody really knows. Well, well, you, you just, you know, you shouted out Pondo and you talk about people, you know, the, uh, who the people want to see. Or are we going to see a madman Pondo in the A? WR in the future? Hey, my doors open. I've said this countless times when I've been asked. Uh, I've hit up veterans that are retired and from the deathmatch scene. Uh, I, <laughs> I named one of them. Uh, if you talk, if you ever talk personally with Matt Burns, aka Nick Mondo, who tell you I hound the fuck out of him to come to AWR. Mm-hmm. I know it ain't going to happen. The man's retired, happily doing movies. Go check out on Amazon the movie The Trade. Very good movie. Um, but I would love to. I would love to have the original Naptown Dragon. I'd love to get it somehow get Drake out of that WWE referee uniform one time. Promise him I won't put it on DVD or pay-per-view. I, 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 I can promise you. I can. I can promise you that even if he wasn't under that referee's uniform, he would. He would never do a death match again. And, and, uh, and I know well, Drake. Uh, very, it very, very be a death match. Let it be known. 
just because those names, and that's another thing I said earlier. A lot of these guys, you may never know. Just it kind of sprinkled it out there. You never know. You might see a Slack versus a Calvin Tankman in a regular wrestling match. No weapon. That, that would be a Haas battle. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Now, I know, you know, I shout out, shout out for, the, for the death match tournament. Uh, I forget who it was. Uh, they have a Slack versus K, uh, Calvin Tankman. But I would love to start showing these wrestlers can actually be. Is that, uh, is that, is that uh, John, John Calvin's point? Son of Sickness? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll I've be on that. And you know, I, I've seen that and salute them. You know, because I've been saying that match. Uh, you know, I, I'd love to see a slack versus the Calvin Tegman actually just wrestle. No weapon. I want slack to be shown actually, but I know slack can actually do besides those weapons. I think he's gotten limited to what he's done because of that. You know, everybody sees him as weapons, so when people do stuff, I'm telling you right now, slack will be a monster, uh, a powerhouse wrestler. Uh, I don't see him as just limited to that, and that's my thing. I would love, hey, if I could get uh, Drake to come in and do a Naptown Dragons versus the Young Dragons one last time, I would love to do that. Yeah, I'd love to see Scotty and, and Drake uh, together again. That would be that would be amazing. Uh, you know, wow. Wow, that that would be so cool. I mean, make uh, it a three-way. Do Isaiah Apollo Star versus the Young Dragons versus the Naptown Dragons, and have all three generations of the Dragons three-way tag match, no weapons. I would, uh, I, I would definitely have to make the trip for that because there would only be one referee worthy enough of that one. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm make so many the door would be open if you already know that. So many people are gonna hate me after this show. That is so funny. I love it. Uh. <laughs> well, from what I heard, my name brings heat in Indianapolis. So you never know. Uh, you might get heat you didn't know you were going to get. Again, I, I don't. I don't know much. I'm just a referee. And and, and you know, you spoke earlier. Let, let, let's break off of this a little bit because because I, I want to kind of get into this because it's, it's fun to talk about. You, you talked about you know games and stuff. You know, I realized uh, very early that I didn't have a very good booking mindset when I couldn't even get uh, you, you remember uh, and, and Mike I want to bring you in on this conversation because I know you're a game buff the, the Smackdown games that you could book your own shows on and, and it would give you the ratings at the end of each match and at the end of the show do, you, do any of y'all remember those, you yeah, those I, remember, games? I, I actually have every Smackdown and every WWE slash uh, game are you, are you talking video games Yes. You got the wrong mic. I'm not a game buff. I stopped at Nintendo. Oh, well, you said yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. So, yeah, okay. I, they, they all have their GM mode, and now even Fire Pro, the Fire Pro, the new Fire Pro wrestling, they actually have a promotion. Oh, wow. And then it gives you, like, writings and stuff? Yeah, it's not the writings. It gives you the setup. Uh, like, the Fire Pro now, if you want to set up like that, you want to go, like, an EWR or a TEW. And they have the, you said the angles, you said the views, you said the t-shirts, you said everything. But no, 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 right no. Now, so what I'm referring to is like on, on <clears throat> pardon me, on this particular SmackDown video, and I don't remember which, which year it was, okay? It was either the PlayStation or the PlayStation 2. 
version of this video game when you would set up the matches, like the Rock versus Stone Cold or whatever. Yeah, you do, okay? you do that in all those. The ones I was talking yeah. about, you do that. You get, but you also go further. You get to sign new wrestlers from other promotions. You get to, you know, stuff like that. But I know exactly. You, you was talking about one of the SmackDown versus Rawls or just straight SmackDown. I, I, it, was, it was just a straight SmackDown. I, I think it was like Know Your Role, SmackDown Know Your Role, I think was the name of it. <clears throat> but um, you, could, you could book like a whole show, you know, and it would give you like match by match rating and then a rating for the entire show. Okay. I could never get a rating. I could never get a rating like above a, a five or a six. Okay. And and my friends would come over and they would play, and they get like twelve and fifteen, and I'm just like, you know, fuck yourself, you know, like <laughs> I just know it's a no creative mindset, you know, like I'm kind of a little guy, you know, Rock, you know, fucking <laughs> Shane Helms over, you know, the Rock for the world title in a in a cage match, and he's drawing like one point two stars. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that, that's when I realized I, I had no booking in mind. But you know, I still love those games. You know, I, I love playing those old wrestling video games because to me, it, 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 you know, even I haven't, I haven't actually got to play Fire Pro, but I have, uh, I have seen a lot of people uh, live stream it, and I, I think it's just amazing. Um, you it's know, an amazing the, game. Uh, I played since the very first Fire Pro, and I've played the imports. And as a game head, I, I actually am a Fire Pro above everything. Uh, I like Fire Pro above. I think it would be cool for somebody to put. I think it would be cool for somebody to live stream like a um, a completely simulated sixty-eight. And I, I for, for the sports buffs out there, you'll get the joke there. A sixty-eight man. Deathmatch tournament. <laughs> I, I think that that's a, that's a long stream right there. We might have to. I might have to talk to. I got a couple of video game guys. They actually, and that's a, that's a lot of things that missing from the industry. And that's what we're reaching out for. Um, there's a lot of people out there that use video games to make money. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be cool, you know, to, to, to have some like deathmatch workers from the past and the present you know uh put them all on the video game you know like i think i think it would be really cool to see what would happen if you put like a jc bailey with a connor claxton like you know that that matchup i think would just be money or uh as simon says for those of you that know who that is with uh possibly um a g raver or uh, a schlack uh, even though simon's such a little guy i think him and schlack would would have a, a phenomenal match um Maybe a, a Marcus Crane with a J.C. Bailey or a Marcus Crane with a brain damage. You know, I think those would be some amazing fucking just, just so many different possibilities I could come up with. You know, just just on American deathmatch workers. Now, you know, you start mixing in, you know, Mexican and Japanese deathmatch workers and we might have to have, you know, like uh, like a, a, a 300 man tournament or some shit you know like it would just be ungodly crazy how how many different possibilities you can come up with out of that but but i think it would be really cool to see you know what what could happen if you know some of those people had a had a fantasy match up
Did I lose everybody? No. No, I'm still here with your boss, man. Well, damn, you know, somebody could have, you know, said something like, you know. <laughs> well, no sold real quick. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially especially my JC Bailey fucking goddamn G Labor thing. Yeah, goddamn. That's JC Bailey, that, that would have been a nice match yeah. right there. Storm of entrails and vulgar display of power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christ. Mike's gonna be busy editing this episode. Jesus. I know that's uh, right. <laughs> keep him on his toes. As if he ain't got enough to do with uh, 15 kids and a pregnant wife. Man. Well, we stop cutting the grass. I love that's you, Mike. Please don't, please, don't, please don't cancel my show. I love you, dude. <laughs> Whatever's causing all them kids, brother, you got to do the opposite. Man. That's, that's all I'm saying. You do it. I've got two teenagers, and I don't know what the hell to do with myself sometimes, so I couldn't imagine having five, so <laughs> my my hat's off to you, Mike. I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. Seriously. So. I've, got, I've got five <laughs> under five right now. What's that? Yeah, five under five. Yeah, that, that's, got yeah. 25, that needs... 24, 19, 14, <clears throat> twins at five, three-year-old, twin one-year-olds, and then another uh, one coming. I do got one. I got two wrestling and then you know the other one. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, if you're good at something, why stop? I know that's right. You tried to I said it last time, he tried to build his own promotion as it is. Yeah. <laughs> I started yeah. grandkids now. I've got one, are, are and one coming to, Are you trying to be the new age uh, Von Eric dynasty without the tragedy? Yeah, without the tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe a better comparison would have been the hearts. There you go. That's, that's better. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that would have been a better comparison. Sorry. Okay. Mm. Okay, moving moving right along, uh, and then I think we're gonna we're we're not gonna go too much longer. I think we're gonna wrap up here in a few. So, uh, come on, let's uh, let's plug everything here, uh, Gary. Tell everybody where they're gonna see the AWR Deathmatch Tournament of the Year. This is this is phenomenal. I can't wait for it. I wish I was gonna be there. It's not gonna be live streamed. So for those of you that are going, please um, uh, send me lots of pictures. Yes. No, I mean, now, the event, as uh, everybody keeps giving me help for, everybody knows the date. And, and even before I, uh, we picked this date, everybody knew the date. Uh, May 19th. I think we've all heard that name somewhere, or that date somewhere before, uh, repeated mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, May 19th, we're going to be at the Synodal Music Hall. That's at 6447 West Washington Street, Indianapolis. Doors open at 1.30. Uh, now, I will tell you, if you go and grab that VIP package, which includes one T-shirt, uh, one flyer signed by every entry, one front row ticket, and uh, one picture with a entry of your choice, you will get in at 1.15 to pick your own front row seat. Um, we open the doors at 1.30, 1.15 if you get the VIP. Uh, the show will, everybody's been asking me at the end, uh, we're five. Six o'clock will probably be the end of. We're looking for a good four hours, four and a half hours of wrestling. 
Um, you can come see the uh, uh, tickets. Go to TicketRumba.com uh, and just search for AWR. Or you can come over to the Facebook uh, that we are on. You know, that's AWR slash Asylum Wrestling Revolution. Find us all over there. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I couldn't tell you that right now because I'm a stoner and I don't have it put up right in front of me. Uh, so I, I know if you go to my Facebook, you can link up with any of our, our YouTube, our Twitters, our, all that good social media stuff that all the people out there do. I'm just a Facebook guy. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all the plugs I got, except besides sneak in June 30th. We already have our next event planned and booked June 30th, same place. Uh, we're going to have prices. That's going to have a lot of people involved. Uh, so, I mean, just keep your eyes on us. we got a lot of stuff coming in. I look forward to hearing more about that. And, uh, again, I thank you so much for your time. I thank you for joining us, talking about your upcoming show, your upcoming tournament. Um, allowing me to do some fantasy booking and playing around with it, Mike, as well. I, I know I enjoyed it, um, even though I, I think I proved to everybody why I'm just a referee. So. <laughs> I don't know. That was, uh, I got to go. That was good booking, brother. Uh, I mean, I, I will tell you what. You know, you, you, you did a great job. You and Mike. I, I'd, uh, both ways you guys booked it is a perfect way for that well, you know, again, I'm 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 just a humongous, amazing Maria fan, and and you know, I think she is more than deserving of a breakout moment, and I hope uh, I hope that this is it for her. I, I really do. I think she she is uh, way past her her opportunity, uh, you know, and um, I just I can't wait until until that moment comes for her. I, I hope that I'm there when it happens, but if I'm not, I hope it's when I, uh, I hope it's at this tournament. Definitely deserve it. She's a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, wrestler. All right. Well, until next week, uh, and I done forgot who we got next week, but we will be back next week with another show. Uh, as long as uh, Mike isn't uh, still at the hospital having another baby. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> No, no, no guarantees. Yeah, no guarantees. So. He's working on it as we speak. Yeah, we may or may not have a show next week. I don't know. I know the John Wayne Murdoch show just got posted up, so this show should be posted up sometime uh, next week. And uh, there you go. Uh, until then, thank you all for uh, listening. Thank you uh, to Gary Emmett and AWR for joining us tonight, talking all about death matches, all about wrestling, video games, and all kinds of goofy shit. Uh, again, Mom, Dad, thank you so much for everything you've ever done for me. Uh, may your soul rest in peace. I love you so much. Um, I miss you. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Um, <clears throat> I look forward to May 19th. This is going to be fun. Uh, you suck because you didn't put it on live stream, but hopefully uh, you, you got some other ways that we're going to be able to get a hold of this. Yes, is there going to be some kind of distribution for this? Let me ask that real quick. Well, uh, DVDs, right now I'm in negotiations with three different companies. I lay everything online and I always am Whoever gives me the best offer, they got it. If not, I have manufacturing my own. I have distribution. I can do it 100% my own, but I want to get it out to everybody. So, let me recommend uh, anybody else out there listening, shoot that email over. Let me see what you're talking about. Uh, okay. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully this works out and, and everybody gets a chance to check out this tournament because it's amazingly put together and I can't wait to see how it, uh, 
how it plays out. Until uh, until next time, thank you again, Gary, Mike. Thank you for uh, producing the show. It's always a pleasure. Check out my friends over at Back Row Hecklers. You can find them on iTunes. Uh, good friends of mine, Brian Vincent, uh, and and uh, does a great show over there with the Back Row Hecklers. So make sure to check them out. And uh, chadsanidiot.com. Check him out as well. Uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Okay.